Cue Faith Podcast music. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, did you? One day we're gonna have to like break out some music. You know that podcast like two episodes ago where we sounded like we were sick and dying? <laughs> it was so bad. I re-listened to it like, oh my God, we sound so bad. And you know what? Yeah. After we were done recording that, I didn't think we sounded bad okay, until I, I listened to it like, oh my God. I remember specifically thinking, because you were sicker, I was sicker the week before, and you were oh, sicker that week. So and I remember sick. thinking, Jen is so sick. I'm glad I'm on the mend. <laughs> <laughs> and then we both sound like We sound like we're dying. <laughs> Uh, 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 okay. What are you doing today? So today, actually, my article is called Michigan Mayhem Part De. It's like a bunch of little... <laughs> it's a bunch okay. of little article of, like, random shit found in Michigan. The last one I thought was really interesting. So, it's boring all the No, way bitch, it's all interesting, but the last one, it's like super interesting, you know, just tease it. Okay. It's all interesting. It's just the last one is like interesting, interesting, like, you know, when you like, like somebody, mm. or do you hate her, or do you like, hate her, hate her? Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. Does he make money, or does he make like, money, money? Money, money. <laughs> and I am going to do the murder of Saja. S-A-J-A. Okay. And the last name is A-L-J-A-N-A-B-I. Eljonabi? Yeah. Okay. Maybe. I didn't want to murder the name. I might have for you. Uh, and that happened in Dearborn, Michigan. It's an ongoing case. Ooh. Well, talk to me, Goose. Okay. I like it when you call me Goose. I like you know that. you do that sometimes. I do. It's special to I, me. Sometimes I also yell out, shit, Becky, and punch it, Margaret. Shit, Becky is when something really crazy happened, and punch it, Margaret is whoever's never, driving. We need to gas it. I've never heard that one. Before. You haven't heard me do that. No. I even yelled at your brother, like punch it, Margaret. It's coming. Okay. All right. On September 6, twenty nineteen, Saja, age twenty nine, was shot in her car in her driveway of her home in Dearborn. Wow. Saja's brother, Ali, said he heard gunfire. He went to the front door and saw his sister's body laying face down half and half her body was still in the car. Okay. He pulled her out, trying to keep her alive, but she passed away. During the same night, around the same time, there was reports of two other armed robberies. One was a robbery with a gun about a mile away, and the second one was a few blocks away. Oof. So the police had think it's all, all, all tied together. Yeah. You know? On September 7th, 2017, or 2017, oh goodness. We're in 2019. So we just like went back I and know. We came back. It was a time jump. Yep. On, September, <laughs> on September 7th, 2019, three people were taken into custody and connection with the murder of Saja. The three people were. And their ages were what shocked me. What drew me to this. Okay. So was, these 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 are the people they think did the robberies and then killed her? Yep. Okay. Jamal Filson. P-H-I-L-S-O-N. Age 17 of Highland Park. Demario 
Dismuke, age 14, Whoa. of Detroit, and an unnamed 13-year-old boy. Wow. Yeah. One of my stories has kids in it, too. I just thought it was so crazy. Like, they that also, is yeah. not what I... I would not be doing that. I'm not These doing little that. shits also kill somebody. It just amazes me. Yeah. They were all... And, of course, they also are being charged with an assault of a 56-year-old man. So, that was one of the... Robbery. The other incidents. Yeah. And a robbery um, from a 49-year-old woman. Wow. This is a current ongoing case. They were arraigned on September 13th. We do know Jamal will be charged as an adult. And Demario can be charged as either an adult or as a juvenile uh-huh. or a mix. Okay, that actually takes part of my case, too, whether or not they're adults or being tried as adults or juveniles. I didn't know you could do a blended, they call it a blended sentence. That I didn't know. Yep. I didn't know about the blended sentence. Yep, you can do a blended sentence. Wow. I'm going to look up any blended sentence cases. Yeah, I mean, it's so crazy. I mean, that this is what kids are doing. So young. Kids have always been evil throughout the ages. (laughs) Yeah, well, when I was a kid, I didn't realize. Plus, I'm from Ohio. We don't do anything wrong. We're angels. Go on. What, what are you? Trying not to throw up right now. <laughs> so, okay. So my first story is about an attempted murder. So Tiffany Wallace and Aaron Wallace, two women, had been married for about 12 years and they lived together in Detroit, Michigan. September 5th, 2019, the two women had been arguing. Aaron believes that Tiffany had been unfaithful to her and was asking for a divorce. In response, Tiffany grabbed a pistol and shot out Aaron 11 times emptying the partial clip that was in the gun. Aaron was shot four times in the vagina, three times in the stomach, and four times in her leg. Despite the wounds, um, Aaron managed to leave the room, go down the steps, and get out of their building. As soon as Aaron opened the front door, she saw concerned neighbors who had gathered after hearing the shots. So they were able to get medical attention to Aaron, who was recuperating in the hospital. She had required two blood transfusions in order to save her life. Tiffany has been charged with domestic violence, assault with the intent to murder, assault with a dangerous weapon, carrying a concealed weapon, discharging a weapon in a building, three felony firearm charges, and interfering with the crime report. And that's how you know she pissed somebody the fuck off. Because once you make a cop mad, they just start looking at all the things you you are done and they hit you with everything. So Tiffany claims it was (laughs) self-defense. Aaron really? Said, yes. Well, Aaron said that Tiffany wanted her dead, quote, if because, quote, if she can't have me, no one can have me, end quote. Was she even really? She shot her in the damn vagina, and you didn't even blink when I looked at you. <laughs> Did it... She took four shots to the vagina. <laughs> Recognize. <laughs> and she, she had a strong vagina. Yeah. And she's still living to tell about it. Yeah, and her leg and her stomach. I was sitting there thinking, like, shouldn't there be a charge for just that? Shooting someone in the vagina? There should be. Yeah, and I was sitting here thinking, has a man ever shot a woman in the vagina? Like, is there a case out there? Well, I've never heard it described as the vagina. I mean, I'm sure people get riddled with bullets all the time, right? But who's like, yeah, it was the vagina? Like, because our vagina's only so many inches. Well, this was, this story was. They actually, and I read more than one article 
describe her being shot in the vagina. I know. So, <laughs> you know, we've heard, you know, what Lorraine Bobbitt. Oh, yeah. Cut off his penis. Yeah. So where would a man shoot a woman in the, in the vagina? It's hard, I think. Has it happened? I don't know. But Probably. now I want to Google it. I'm going to Google you it You want to look up some vagina shots now? That'd yeah. And so back to this case. Yeah. Was she really cheating on her? I don't know. Tiffany just thought oh, this she, is Aaron, why I can't be in a. This look, is why it scares me to be in a relationship. Yeah, hell, you. This woman probably didn't even cheat on her, and she got no, shot in the vagina. No, the one that was trying to leave thought her shoot me in the vagina. I'm gonna kick your ass. No, the one that got shot thought the other one was cheating, and was like, I don't. I think you're cheating, and I don't want to be with you anymore. And that's how she got shot. She wasn't the cheater. Oh, she. She was the one that th- mm-hmm. I got. I missed that. So the one. Yeah. That thought the other was cheating. Yeah, it's the one that got shot. Got shot. Like, dare tell me I was cheating. Yeah. Let me shoot you in the vagina. Yeah, no, she's like, I want a divorce. She's like, leave me, will you? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, seven, See, eleven. you can't leave because you get shot. Oh, my God. If your man tries to shoot you in the vagina, I'll defend you. Oh, it'll be I'll over. take the shot in my leg or something. I'm a little bit taller than you. <laughs> Why is it always about me yeah, being short? Like, yeah, because you're like five feet tall and I'm like five foot three. So I think he would have a hard time shooting me in my vagina since that he's like super tall. Yeah, he's way he's taller than my head. down. Bow, 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 bow. My head's like at his chest. Right? So this next case is an unusual murder weapon. This is the one that I was telling you about that are younger people, but yours were even younger than mine. So in 2017, five teenagers from Cleo, Michigan were throwing random items off an expressway bridge onto I-75, which ran below them. Trevor A. Gray, 16, Mike Den, Micah Den, M. Payne, 17, Alexander S. Miller, 17, Mark A. Sekelski, whatever you guys, I'm sorry, 18, and Kyle Anger, 19. I know this story! Really? Had spent some time trying to hit the cars that were packed. Did you already do it? Passing under them? No, it's on my list to do that. Oh, Okay. So they admitted to uh, admitted on six to ten different times in which they tried to drop objects on the cars. And the objects ranged from about um, 20 different rocks, differing in size from softballs to basketballs, a couch, a car muffler, and a shopping cart. I didn't know about the shopping cart. Yeah. There were six different cars damaged, and on October 18, 2017, around 8.30 p.m., they dropped a rock that broke through a car's windshield. It struck the passenger, Kenneth White, who was 32 years old, killing him. The five young men quickly fled the scene. Later, when they'd been identified, their Snapchat messages revealed a group discussion. Learning they'd killed someone, they thought about getting a teardrop, teardrop-shaped teardrop tattoos in commemoration oh of the person God. they murdered. I know, I'm like, you are dumb. They're just dumb kids, that's how you know. Four out of the five teens tried to create a plea bargain so they would not be charged as adults. Kyle Anger, who is 19 and a legal and adult, already has his own plea deal. So he agreed to have 10 of his charges dropped in exchange for a plea of guilty to um, second degree murder. So, like, we're not going to charge you each of the times you drop this shit mm-hmm. if you just plead guilty to second degree murder, which he did. On Tuesday, August 20th, 2019, there was a contentious court hearing over the four younger males after it was determined that they should be tried as adults. The teenagers' lawyers believed that they had created a plea deal uh, to agree to plead guilty, but only if they were sentenced as juveniles. So they agreed to the deal, and they're like, okay, they're adults. And they're like, no, no, we agreed if they're juveniles. And they're like, no, we didn't. So when the attorneys found out that they would be tried as adults, they felt as if the judge slash jury would be 
tainted by their previous admissions of guilt. Because they're like, now we're not going to do it. And they're like, yep. okay, but but now they've admitted that they're guilty. Yeah. So the current options for the attorneys representing the young men are to create a new proposal, affirm the plea deal that they had made before it was determined that they would be in an adult court, or withdraw the pleas and face a trial. There's been an extension made with the defendants being um, due back in court on September 24th, 2019. Yeah, I heard, yeah, I read about that one. Yeah, I was going to do, you know, when we go to do a follow-up. I was going to just do that in my follow-up. Yeah, it'll be interesting what happens with that. But it is true. I mean, yeah. it's all over the news. Yeah. Like, you already know they're guilty. You know, they're guilty. Yeah, they just said they it's were over. guilty. And yep. then they were like, but we thought they were going to be tried as children. They are like, oh, no, that's not. Yeah. So then they all started fighting. So they're going to go to court and just be it's guilty. A, I know, yeah, I know. Whatever. It's not looking yeah. good. You guys, you guys yeah. killed somebody. Yeah. Lost hiker found dead is my next one. That's why I don't hike. That's I don't right. want to be found dead. <laughs> I really like, want We're going to find you dead in your house like a meteor came through or something and hit you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I want to go out hiking. Yeah. I love nature, but <clears throat> I just don't want to die. So I choose not to put myself it. in that situation. I get it. Gregory Sutherland, a 29-year-old man from Clarkson, Michigan, went missing after camping in Michigan's Upper Peninsula. That's, again, never going there. And so, it's so wonderful. It's so beautiful. Obvi- no, there's a lot of murders up there. Not more than You've ruined more my than Michigan here. vacationing. <laughs> you know, this summer I was going to go. I had found a hotel in Muskegon, uh-huh. right on Lake Michigan. And uh-huh. we were going to go, me and my son were going to go there. Yeah. And then all these murders, all this stuff in Muskegon, Muskegon, Muskegon. I'm like, I'm never setting foot in freaking Muskegon, ever. Well, Michigan's pretty big. Pick a different one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, go on. On Sunday, September 22nd, 2019, officials began a nighttime search for Gregory in the Big Island Lake Wilderness area. His car was found at the top of the trailhead, and officials searched the word. I was about to say. (laughs) Oh my God, did I just have a stroke? (laughs) So officials searched the woods for him. Okay. Gregory was found dead at his campsite. Evidence shows that Greg had accidentally cut his own leg and applied a tourniquet around his thigh with his own belt. However, his efforts weren't enough and he died at his campsite due to blood loss. His body was brought out of the wilderness in a canoe by officials. Now, I'm imagining that, say, he's, maybe he's cutting and he cuts toward himself, cuts his own leg. How do they know? How do they know what? That he cut himself. Well, he has a tourniquet on his leg, so that means he cut himself. He tried maybe to... Maybe he didn't. Maybe somebody else cut him and he put a tourniquet trying to save his life. So somebody else cuts him and then leaves him to put on a tourniquet and still possibly live? Or do you think they they said, you go ahead and try to save your life, but I'm going to talk to you to slowly bleed Maybe to death. they thought he was going to bleed to death. No big deal. No. Uh-huh. I'm just saying. All right. Could be more to this story. You know what? I'll leave it open. Okay. All right. You. So this one is the case of an odd, odd intruder. So in December of 2017, a man in Cadillac, Michigan was sleeping on his couch. We'll call him House, as he wasn't charged with a crime and his name wasn't released. Okay. So, House woke up to an intruder holding a seven-inch knife and making an odd demand. You're going to smoke weed with me right now. And that's a quote. <laughs> what I wrote, the fuck? So I wrote something that Allie, who was alive in 1995, would have been thrilled to hear. <laughs> I mean, like, I'm awake now. <laughs> True story is I had a migraine um, on my 21st birthday, and 
Um, they had gone to the bar without me, and then they came back because I was like, just go without me. I have a terrible migraine. And my cousin comes back <laughs> to the apartment, and he's like, Allie, are you awake? And I said, yes, but if you're smoking weed, I can wake up. <laughs> so when I first read the article, I thought that the intruder was trying to like Bogart houses weed. But what he was really doing was trying to find a smoking buddy. <laughs> oh, my God. Yes. So House was able to distract the intruder. Oh, damn it. Why? So House was able to distract the intruder well enough that he set his knife down. House then grabbed the knife and ran out the door to a neighbor. House pounded on the front door looking for help, and House's frantic pounding scared the neighbor who dialed 911, thinking he was being attacked. Because this is... So when the police arrive, they find House walking towards them, carrying this large knife, right? That the, yeah, And they believe that he's the original attacker. Yeah, but they get it all sorted out, and House was eventually able to explain that someone had broken into his house and threatened him with this knife. And that man, identified as Seth Lewis was found behind House's home. He had fallen down a steep incline <laughs> and was taken into custody at the bottom. <laughs> Lewis lived show. <laughs> no, right? Lewis, it's one of those things like when you watch it on a movie, you're like, that never happens, man. Stuff like that never happens. Yes, it sometimes oh. fucking does. I've lived through these things, okay? <laughs> So Lewis lived near House, but they didn't know each other as neighbors, right? They weren't like next door neighbors, but they were kind of near each mm-hmm. other. Police believe that Lewis was intoxicated. Motherfucker, I turned you off. Why? Police believe Lewis was intoxicated, broke in to sleep it off somewhere, and found House instead, you know? So apparently this happens a few times a year, but without the demand to smoke weed. I guess that's oh, new. okay. I guess, yeah, people do really break into other people's houses and sleep it off. Hmm. So this next one is called Cowabunga. Ooh. Yeah. 79-year-old Eddie Keene, who lives in West Bloomfield, Michigan, is created with coining the term Kawabunga for the Howdy Doody show in 1949. He spelled it Kawabunga and Kawa with a K. Okay. Yeah. And he used it for the greeting um, of the character Chief Thundercloud. Eddie got the idea from another character on the show, Princess Winterspring, who greeted others with Kawagupa. And so Kawabunga was a hit for the show with the kids in the peanut gallery. That's what the kids watching the show. And they would call it out every time they saw them. They'd be like, Kawabunga, every time they saw them. So in the 1960s, it became the call of surfers swimming out to ride the ocean's waves. And then it moved on through popular entertainment with it being created, um, um, credited to Charles Schultz, who does the peanuts in Snoopy. Okay. Yep. Bart Simpson and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. The Peanuts gang said it while they were on a surfing adventure. They started running towards a wave, and um, Charlie Brown calls out, Cowabunga! And Bart Simpson said it once in the beginning of the TV show, and Michelangelo of the Turtles said it all the damn time yeah. on the TV show. <laughs> and that's how Cowabunga came to be. Huh, that's cool. Yeah. Huh. So I want to do this. I'm going to do a review that I wanted to... Um, of the Michigan International Speedway, which is not too far from us. Nope. This is from Google Reviews, and I, I did one-star reviews. Okay. So Dan, Dan Castaneda, Castaneda, whatever, Dan, whatever, his name is Dan, from June 2019, it rained. <laughs> He's a man of few words, this Dan. He rated the he, Speedway a one-star because it rained. Yeah. 
Goddamn so Speedway needs, needs to get the shit going. It's like that woman who was pissed at the Sleeping Bear Dunes because it was hot outside. <laughs> okay. So D Mills, and that was from June 2019. D Mills, August 2018, quote, a lot of rednecks last time I went there, end quote. Also one star. <laughs> <laughs> so Archie Newswander, August 2018, one star. Lame. That's the total review. I didn't cut these down. <laughs> Okay, so here was a five-star review from Elizabeth Robbins. Five-star? Yeah, five-star. August 2019, first time there, was amazed by how big it was. The crowd was amazing. No fights, drama, just pure Michigan fun. I was like, were you guys like drinking Fago and eating Better Made? Because (laughs) that to me is like the absolute answer to all things pure Michigan is like food. (laughs) And like cherry pies and stuff. Yeah. So you've been listening to Michigan Other Mayhem with Allie. And Jen. Connect with us. Oh, guess what? We should mention our Teespring account. And it's T-E-E Spring, right? S-P-R-I-N-G. Correct. You have a dumbass podcast co-star who spelt it T with just the letter T Spring on our show notes at least twice. I was going to go back and correct it without you knowing it. I'll just be open. <laughs> Yeah. If you're wondering why I'm able, unable to get to our merch, it's because I don't, <laughs> because my dumbass couldn't find it. Okay, I um, I spelled it wrong. I got two coffee cups and a t-shirt. Yeah, I was thinking about getting one of the t-shirts. Honest to goodness, <laughs> my husband always uses uh, the other coffee mug, the travel mug. So connect with us at michiganandothermayhem.com to join the conversation, listen to the podcast, access the show note, find site links, or correct us when necessary. Rate and subscribe to our podcast on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, and YouTube. Bye-bye now.